0: everybody to our very first episode of Sailor Snacking. It's the podcast where we are going to talk about the 1992 Sailor Moon and we're going to have snacks that are associated with Sailor Moon in some fashion, probably. <laughs> so I will introduce myself. Uh, I'm Jen and I am also on the True North Nerds podcast, which is hopefully or probably where you're hearing this through. And my co-host is Tracy. Hi, I'm Tracy,
1: um, and I like watching Sailor Moon and eating snacks. I'm not on another podcast, though. This is my first one. Ooh, I'm popping my podcast cherry. Is that what that is? Am I allowed to say that?
0: (laughs) Well, you just did. (laughs) I forgot to ask if we're allowed to swear. Well, sure. Let's see what rating this gets. Okay. Uh, we can bleep if we have to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the way this podcast is going to work is that we are going to be reviewing two episodes of Sailor Moon per podcast. Uh, we're not going to do a play-by-play of every scene of the episodes, just general impressions. And we're going to have a little break between the two episodes by trying out a fun snack that Tracy has picked, or asked us to make, which I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> And every episode, we're going to try to have a special guest. And for our very first episode, our very special guest is Liz. Hey, everyone. (laughs) So we'll also talk to our guests and find out why they are Sailor Moon fans. Um, And since it's the first episode, we'll also talk about why Tracy and I are Sailor Moon fans. So Tracy, would you like to go first?
1: Sure. Um, I guess I started watching Sailor Moon when I was a kid. Because that's when everyone else started watching Sailor Moon.
0: It yeah, we don't, y- we don't need to bring ages into this, because I was much older than both of you.
1: <laughs> it was after school, and it was pretty amazing, because there was, like, this badass girl. Well, she's not, she wasn't that badass, but, I mean, like, she was fighting crime by moonlight and eating snacks by daylight, which I loved. So.
2: <laughs> she does eat a lot of snacks. It's true. She
1: does. You know, the show might have, like, led to some... Maybe like some eating disorders, but um, for you, are <laughs> too many
2: dumplings as opposed yeah. to too few dumplings.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> she's just like constantly snacking and then going back and forth between like I I eat too much. So I feel like that's that sums up my life.
0: <laughs> Tracy is taking this podcast on a dark turn right out the gate. <laughs> Uh, Well, I'll do mine quickly. My history, I guess, with Sailor Moon is, yeah, from when uh, it came on YTV, and I think it was 1995. I was younger than I am now, but I wouldn't really say I was a kid. I was a teenager. And I don't know what it is about it that I loved so much. I loved the humor. I loved the animation style. I loved the storytelling, the mythology in it. Um, And I've basically been a Sailor Moon fan uh, since then. And that's been quite a number of years. Uh, even to this day, I still have a fairly sizable Sailor Moon connect collection. And, you know, I wrote a bunch of fan fiction in my younger days and all that kind of wonky stuff. And my very first uh, website that I ever created was a Sailor Moon fan site. So, huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been dying to do a Sailor Moon podcast forever. So I'm super excited. Uh, Liz, you want to go through your brief history of Sailor Moon? Sure.
2: I... Um... I moved to Canada in 1996, and prior to that, I had seen like one episode and thought it was pretty annoying, and then moved to Canada, and the first friend that I made here loved Sailor Moon, so I started watching it with her, and then we really bonded over Sailor Moon, and we drew Sailor Moon pictures, and we watched Sailor Moon, and we played Sailor Moon, and we loved Sailor Moon, and I got the Barbies, and I got the posters, and I got the everything, and I have loved Sailor Moon ever since, and I think that as the new kid coming to a new place, meeting all new people, um, Sailor Moon was a great... Thing that we all had in common and even though I hadn't had it in common with them till I got there but we had now had something that we could share and do together until we got to know each other and that was really really great and made me feel like I wasn't the new kid um and all alone so but then I have like been in love with tuxedo masks since that time and it has created huge problems for me in my life like <laughs> 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 there is just no one out there Like Tuxedo Mask, like I don't understand
0: <laughs> Yeah So uh, we I should say that Since we're all can- Canadian based and we don't have Hulu um, Which is where a lot of the American viewers Can watch Sailor Moon um, We're using, or I'm using And I assume you guys are using it too uh, An app called Tubi TV It's T-U-B-I TV, And it's got Sailor Moon on it for free Uh, There are ads that pop up every once in a while. And annoyingly, it's like the same two ads every five minutes. It makes me really
1: want
0: to eat turkey now. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, one of the ads that Tracy got was a turkey ad. (laughs) Mmm, turkey. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to watch along with us, you can watch through Tubi if you don't have the DVDs. Um, And we are watching the Japanese version. So it's famously been... Uh, butchered for the North American release, and I don't use the term butcher lightly because it really has been, where episodes were cut. Uh, the finale has was chopped down from two episodes into one episode. Genders of characters were changed. Relationships were drastically changed um, between the North American and the Japanese version. So we are watching the Japanese version.
2: Yeah, the North American version that came out in 1995, right, I think? Yep it was a much younger like they really younged it down like it was for a younger audience which does make sense based on our different cultures of who watches cartoons or at least who watched cartoons in 1995 nowadays everybody watches cartoons especially anime animes for all ages but in 95 i think they probably figured in north america only kids are going to watch this so i get it but then i watched the originals and it's like oh this is better
0: oh my god yeah <laughs>
1: like a little bit more sense this was definitely like my starter anime i didn't even know anime was a thing
2: when i started
1: watching sailor moon
2: so
1: learning about and this was like before like everyone was just getting dial up internet so sailor moon was one of those like early research topics that people would read about and be like
0: it's in japan yes the very uh, that reminds me when we got the internet at my high school because i was in high school when i watched sailor moon Here's my (laughs) age um young high school though, the first thing I did besides create myself a Hotmail account that I still have to this day um, was download all of the stats from all of the Sailor Moon. It was all in black and white and I had to print it all off and I was so excited that I could have like this black and white binder with like the stats of, like, the pictures, and that's where I discovered that Sailor Saturn existed, and my mind was like, oh my god, there's more than five! There's more of them! Yeah, and I was just, that's where my obsession started to try to see all of it. Which is why I ended up downloading a whole ton of the fan subs, which are mm-hmm. awesome. That's how I saw stars. <laughs> I've never seen stars. Mm-hmm. But I
2: think it's now in English. I think this uh, yes, I did it. Mm-hmm. Uh Normally I would watch it with subtitles, but I do a lot of my... Binge watching while, say, making Christmas presents, crocheting. So, having a good dubbed version that hasn't been butchered is really exciting.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched the new Viz dub yet. I uh-huh. think I have a couple of seasons of it, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, I do. I did still hang on to all of my old fan subs because, you know, they're kind of endearing. Yes. But I don't. I don't know if they work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> completely obsolete technology. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Any other general comments you guys want to make? Or should we jump into the first episode? Oh, I'm going to introduce the snack. Oh, right. Introduce our
1: snack. Yes. So our snack today is mochi, which is essentially um, glutinous rice, sugar, and water. Kind of like pounded together to make like a chewy type dessert. It's a very Japanese type dessert. So I thought we'd start with that one. It looks like
0: something Sailor Moon would eat.
1: Have oh, you ever tried also- it
0: before, Liz? Nope. No, me neither. <laughs> I'm I brought some water just in case it tastes terrible. Yep. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. I it, mean, really it, does. it looks like powdered sugar on a slime ball. And I'm not saying that's what it's gonna taste like. I've got really high hopes for it, but it kinda uh. looks like green
2: Turkish delight, like giant green Turkish delight with jelly in the middle. Like even jellier than Turkish delight jelly. Oh.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> dear listeners, once we go through episode one, you'll be able to hear, well, I'm assuming Tracy making yum sounds and me and Liz having our first reactions to whatever these green balls are. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right. So, episode one, um, the original translated, obviously, because I don't speak Japanese, uh, title of this episode is called The Cry Baby Usagi's Beautiful Transformation, uh, which was translated... Uh, by Deek and to a moon star is born. Yes, and it first came out because I have it all up on Wikipedia. <laughs> first aired in on August twenty eighth, nineteen ninety five, in North America and in Japan on March seventh, nineteen ninety two. If you are to believe Wikipedia, which why not? <laughs> Generally pretty good these days. Yeah, I won't go on a Wikipedia rant, but oh, do I have a couple fun ones anyway. <laughs> So, what did you guys think of this first episode? Like, how? When was the last time you saw it before this Boeing viewing? Obviously,
1: I think I probably rewatched them again in the early two thousands, but I haven't seen them since. So, it's been like almost twenty years since I've seen this episode, and I don't remember her crying so much.
0: <laughs> it's in the title. Yeah, it's
2: it's kind of central <laughs> to her character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I've rewatched it quite recently. In the last maybe two years, I slightly misused my library powers to buy all of DVD all of the DVDs uh for the library. Um That's not
0: a misuse.
2: Hey, it technically was a patron request. Yes, And then after I bought this first season, then I continued to get a patron request for further seasons, so I bought them all. Um, so I I watched them, and I watched the new Viz dubbed versions, and they were really good, and I was really excited. Um, but I, yeah. So, and the first episode, I had really strong memories about because I'd seen it numerous times on numerous platforms. I'd seen the original Japanese, I'd seen the Deke version from YTV, and I'd seen the Viz dub, so... That one, I was
0: like, yes, I remember this one. I remember everything about it. And, and then I watched reuse, the second episode. <laughs> they reused, yeah, the second episode was never translated, but we'll get to there. So yeah. this first episode, they also reused the same uh, plot. And I guess reuse is not the right word, but they they do the same plot because it's in the manga. So it's in, the, uh, it's in this 1992 Sailor Moon. It's the first episode of Sailor Moon Crystal. It's also the first episode of the live-action Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, which if you haven't seen, you should find. It is gloriously awful i love it (laughs) um so it's it's a plot that keeps like it keeps going um so i kind of felt like i had already seen it a million times which i probably have at this point i'm not yeah it's been a long time but i still love it
2: yeah i had read the manga too i have it
0: upstairs somewhere
2: so and yeah book one is this episode pretty much yeah (laughs) (laughs) i like i like this episode i like that You know, she's this little girl, she's crying, and she's totally surprised and caught off guard by this talking cat who shows up and says, you're going to be a superhero. And she's like, no. (laughs) Um, But then she realizes that it's her friend, her best friend in danger. And she, despite being a crybaby and being afraid, is not going to let something happen to her friend if she can do anything about it. And I think that's really what the start of Sailor Moon and Usagi as a character, that's that's her whole character in that one episode, right? She's scared, she's young, she's green, but she is not going to let her friends down. And uh, yeah,
0: and one of the things I like, I was I was watching this episode with my friend Karina, who will be on next week's episode. And um, uh, one of the things I love is Sailor Moon as a character as a whole is that she has this remarkable growth from this very first episode to the very last episode of Stars, two hundred episodes later, and you can really. Her fundamentals always stay the same, like you were saying, Liz, is that, you know, her friends are in danger. She's doing this for friendship. She's doing this for uh, really empathetic and sympathetic reasons. And I think that's what makes her such a strong character. But I also love that she was totally terrified of Luna until she got something sparkly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for
1: sure. But I think that when you really think about it, she's 14 years old. And yeah. mm-hmm. told that you're, you have to save other people is horrifying so i think oh. that her reaction is very realistic oh from, like, yeah from, you
2: know,
0: for sure perspective
2: i think oh, yeah. that I, I love have crawled under my bed and fallen
0: asleep and been like no. Nope. yeah i love as soon as she transforms she's like what the fuck
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, and at, uh, the, at the end of the um episode she's just like tuckered out right all of her friends are like I had this weird dream last night and she's like, it wasn't a dream. I'm tired from saving you guys. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then she has no idea how to use her powers and she doesn't like, other than she nails the intro right from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> she's yeah. like, what do I do? Like these people are are trying to hurt me and I'm scared. What do I do? Yeah. And she starts crying and uh, which,
2: you know, yeah. we, which we'd seen in her through the beginning of this, this episode. And then, faced with this horrifying monster and all of her friends coming at her uh, to attack, she gets scared and starts crying, which I would do too. Oh, yeah. and You know, somehow, magically, that helps things, um, but she she reacts like a normal person would react, and then Luna has to coach her through, this is how you throw your tiara, and this is what you say, and this is what you do. and Yeah, and you
0: need um, to be brave, and
2: yeah. And then it's- Tuxedo mask, you know, like sticks his face in and she's just like, "Ooh, cute boy. I'm better. Yeah, (laughs) Because she's a 14 year old girl. (laughs) She's a 14 year old girl. And it's like, oh, that's kind of anti-feminist. But then you think, oh, when I was a 14 year old girl, I was also an idiot like that.
1: Gotcha. Right. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I like how Tuxedo Mask says uh, crying won't solve anything, but then it does. Yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) Take that, Shut up, up, Tuxedo Mask. I know what I'm doing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Or rather, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm pretending like
0: I do, and look, it's working. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which is Sailor Moon in a nutshell, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. So, what do you guys think about, because this is all the the introduction of, uh, I'm going to say Melvin and Molly, but there's Naru and... um, Umino. Umino, that's his name. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm used to them because I'd having watched them before as, as the, her school friends and, and I mean, watching it now and you look at the Melvin Umino character and he's got the silly spiral glasses and it's kind of like way over the top cliche, but that's kind of the point, especially in manga. Like you have to have those kind of, you tropes, know, stand basically. tropes because yeah. you can't build out every single character. So yeah. it, it, I totally get it. Um, I actually find their voices less annoying in the Japanese version, oh, yeah. for them, which I was surprised because they're very shrill in Japanese, but the weird fake accents in the English version were. Uh, well, yeah, Naru had
0: like a weird Brooklyn accent. She was like,
2: Well, how are you doing, Serena? And it's it like, was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, You live in Toronto. I know this is fake. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But I think that which having that, I mean
2: the voice
0: establishing uh, Naru and, and Umino in this episode is really good for the next episode, which uh, yeah was not translated in North America, which for reasons we will discuss when we get there. Um, but, yeah, but they it, become very important, and they become
2: very important as the show progresses. Like Naru yeah. Mali is there the whole time; she's always Serena Serena Uzagi, Sailor Moon's best friend. Uh, And they're always doing things together, which is great. Although she never learns, to my knowledge, that she's Sailor Moon.
0: No, she doesn't.
2: Uh, Which is probably, you know, for the best, for safety's sake. When you're a superhero, if somebody knows your secret identity, they're in danger. And it's so
1: good for um, Usagi to have that in um, Molly, just having, like, something that's not about like saving the world, something that really ties her back to just being an ordinary teenage girl. Yeah.
2: And I think that once you get further into the series and they start learning about their past lives and all that crazy nonsense, um, it's good for her or would be good for everyone to have something that binds her to, or at least pulls her to this life now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially since literally everybody else in her life is part of that past life. Yeah, or pulling her towards her future life, which we get in Sailor Moon R. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any more thoughts on the first episode? You want to talk a bit more about Tuxedo Mask? Oh, he's so cute! Oh and my God, he's so Mamoru. Cute. Mamoru Shiba. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like
2: I think when he came along, he finally kicked Prince Philip from Sleeping Beauty out of my top uh, cartoon crush. Space like, <laughs> oh, because <laughs> he's such like like as Mamoru, he's such like a sarcastic like he's su- he's such a good guy and he's always trying to help, but he's such kind of like a little dick bag at first, yeah. um, and he's always teasing her and like it just always made me like because <laughs> like that's what boys do when you're little, you tease each other and like you pull each other's hair well that which is by the way garbage just tell someone yeah. you like them if you like them but don't do that you know to people. don't do that to people just become friends it's okay um <laughs> uh,
0: but but in know, 1992 they, slash 1995.
2: 1995 yeah <laughs> and again they're leaning on a trope um to to set up something that is familiar to everyone that you know okay so they don't get along so in then in the in the end they
0: will they'll find and blah 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 and it makes Which, their you know, eventual relationship more I guess magical or destined or whatever Right? yeah and
2: you see their like you see them changing oh he's so cute I just I love
1: him <laughs> Tracy any thoughts No, oh, like I've <laughs> always I've never had like the tuxedo mask crush like every other interest that she's had on the show I've found like more engaging than tuxedo mask I don't know why um but, like, we'll see the video game guy in the next episode. The guy who works at the video game shop. Yeah. Um, I like him, too. And, I, yeah, I always liked him more. Right? Mm-hmm. Just, he certainly is a nicer guy
2: in
0: regular life. At first, I, anyway. I'm like, I'm <laughs> he was a nice guy. I just don't he think is. that, like, the way that he meets Usagi in the first couple of, oh, now I'm going to get them mixed up. So, he meets Usagi for the first time when she crumples up her test and throws it at him, basically. Yeah. And And then then in the second episode, (laughs) it's a shoot of the head. So, I mean, if that's the first way you meet somebody, you're not going to automatically have warm, fuzzy feelings for them. (laughs) Yeah. And she's
2: several years younger than him. Like, they don't really establish how old he is so much, but. That's the great debate. Yeah. He's old enough that he lives by himself, but we also know that he's an orphan and that he's been on his own for a long time. So, like, he's older than her.
0: I always kind of think that he's about 18 in this because I think he's either in the first year of college or going into college. And I yeah. think probably that's about right.
1: Also, like, if you watch any, like, a lot of other animes, you'll find that kids are just living on their own. Like, there's, that seems to be a theme in a lot of animes, is that there'll be, like, teenagers who've lost their parents in a tragic accident. And they're, yeah. like, trying to support each other. So, like, people live on their own a lot younger Mm -hmm. I think just in these storylines so I don't think he's that much older yeah for that or she's like jailbait
0: well (laughs) yeah a little bit no he's definitely like in either last year of high school or first year of college because I think they make reference to that later I think
2: they do but I
0: yeah and I think I think you're right I think it was last year of high school maybe
2: Uh, we'll find out as we watch further but uh and it also when as you said Tracy about kids living on their own I think that's Obviously, it is a big thing in anime and manga, but it's also a big thing in a lot of, like, just YA in general that a lot of – obviously, we we work in libraries, but so we are book people. But um, we – a lot of YA books, they contrive some reason why there are no adults or the adults are incompetent and the the kids or teens have to be in charge. Um, Yeah. And this is what has happened here in that in this side of the world, I guess, the adults – don't know what's going on they're kind of idiots and they're they're just not involved and the kids have to take over and even in the like regular life side for the most part the adults are kind of
0: just there yeah yeah you need a reason for the children to be the ones who are taking responsibility and taking charge and stepping up as opposed to just going oh let me just tell mom about this and she can take care of it so i mean in this case it's because the magical cat talked to Usagi. But in a lot of YA books, it's the same thing. It's like the parents are gone, the parents are dead, the parents are busy. Um, And so you need a reason for the teenagers to be the ones who are like, crap, now I have to deal with this.
2: Yeah. And a reason for why they don't tell their parents. Because, I mean, for example, if you watch Stranger Things, which I love, of course, I just shout at the screen all the time, tell someone, tell the police, (laughs) tell your parents. What the hell? Um, But here, they've, you know... Nobody's allowed to know about this secret enemy. Nobody's allowed to know, so they can't tell their parents. They but just they tell never, their talking cats.
0: Luna never explicitly said, did she, in the episode? I don't know. She I didn't don't say know. don't tell anybody. I think well, probably, I would, I would assume that having Usagi see Naru and Naru's mother get attacked and transformed, that maybe Usagi would instinctively be like, crap, I don't want this to happen to my family, I'm not telling anybody. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. She
1: doesn't sound that smart. She got 30 on her test. She did. She's but bad she in did, English.
0: <laughs> she did figure out the uh, the correlation between uh, Naru's mom and the monster. And yeah. I was like, oh, good for her. She figured it out. And then she immediately said to Luna, can I have a present? <laughs> 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 uh, that's why I like her so much. <laughs> yeah, I love her. I love her. And Yeah. Yeah. Now she was never. We never actually mentioned this, but she was never my absolute favorite. Um, I do quite like her, but she was never my absolute favorite. So, do you guys like? I guess from all of the Sailor Moon that you've seen, do you have an absolute favorite, Senshi? Well, Liz, yours is probably Sailor Moon.
2: Sailor Moon.
0: Since you're uh, wearing the Sailor Moon buns right now.
2: And I am. Yep. And I don't know why, because uh, I I Nobody wasn't can see much this except like her. For us.
0: Oh, I thought you meant you didn't oh, yeah. know why you were wearing the buns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh So no. why was Sailor Moon your favorite?
2: I don't know. I, uh, I always just liked her. I wasn't, you know, she is kind of everything I'm not, maybe, where she's very extroverted and friendly and chatty and loves to meet new people and loves to go out and play and loves to, she's just always in the middle of everything and she has all these friends and everybody loves her. And it's not that people don't love me or don't like me or I don't have friends, but I'm a lot quieter, a lot more reserved, a lot more Sailor Mercury. I think that's what maybe drew me to her. Also the hair, obviously, because <laughs> it's so long. And yeah. uh, and I just, uh, I loved her silliness. And I, I loved, yeah. And I loved that when we played Sailor Moon, I would be Sailor Moon. And then I could kind of boss people around. <laughs> which means I probably should have been Sailor Mars. And then I could have really bossed people around. Yeah. but. <laughs>
1: How about you, Tracy? Do you have a favorite? Um, Obviously, I think mine is Sailor Mars. (laughs) That would have been my guess for you, for sure. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, Because she is, like, that bossy one. um, And she's, like, the one who I feel, like, knows what she's doing before she's even a Sailor Scout. Yeah. Like, she can already kick ass. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't really depend on her, like, superpower. Whereas, like... Usagi really needs to use that tiara or crying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we get to Jupiter, Jupiter is a little like that too, but Mars is definitely exactly. the most confident and self-assured out of all of them.
2: Yeah, definitely. And it sometimes gets her into trouble. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. She's also very mature in some aspects compared to the others. And then obviously in other aspects, she is not in that she mm-hmm. and Usagi are always, you know, bickering, which I think, it just shows how close of friends they are and how they are they become more than friends, right? Like, they're they are like family. And they are totally okay to totally rag on each other and then be like, oh,
0: never mind. We have to go deal with this thing. Okay, let's yeah. go. I'm still going to yeah. rescue you and I still love you. And, yeah, yeah, I still don't want you hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Even though think, you drive me crazy. Yeah, exactly. That's that's siblings right there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I think my favorite, well, my favorite out of all of them is definitely Sailor Neptune. Um. Sweet. And again, probably for the same reasons that you love uh, Sailor Moon, Liz, it's because she's everything I'm not. (laughs) She's graceful and elegant and talented, and I love the color schemes. Um, She's very powerful. She's got that nice, she's got that cunning edge to it, very confident. Um, And uh, we'll get to, if we get as far as Sailor Moon S, um, we will have great talks about the relationship between Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus. Um, But I love, I love that dynamic between the two of them. Um, For sure. Yeah.
2: And then Sailor Pluto a little bit when you add her in, obviously it's a different kind of relationship, but kind
0: of the, uh, the dynamic that those three have and then eventually Sailor Saturn, I guess. Yeah. The outer, I've always loved the outer Senshi. And it might be because I watched them when I was older, um, so I related to them because they are older than Sailor Moon and the Inner Senshi. Um, but growing yeah. up, when I first watched Sailor Moon, I was always Sailor Mercury. <laughs> cause I was the smart one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was Sailor Moon when I played with my
2: sister and she was Sailor Jupiter cause she's tomboy. Um, but at school we would have to take turns cause other people also wanted to be Sailor Moon. And then I feel like I was probably Sailor Venus because I had long blonde hair. And I do love Sailor Venus. I love them all. Let's be clear. But. Um, yeah. But,
0: uh, yeah. Um, well, but I do about... hate
2: Shibby Moon like you would not believe. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but that can yeah. be put the side for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. We'll wait till we get
0: to R for that. We didn't talk about the villains in this first episode. Uh, it's our introduction to Jedi. And my personal favorite uh, villain of the entire series, Queen Beryl, love yeah. her. She's good. Yeah. She's, she's that energy. The, the right level of like evil and
2: calm and like imposing, and she's just there on her throne, like, do it or I'll kill you. Yeah. Make
0: yeah. it work, Jedi. And, yeah. just, and I love that she has no qualms about killing them after too, as we'll get to eventually. Yeah. Yeah, um, like when they disappoint her, she's like, well, I'll find someone else. Yeah, yeah. bye bye There are four kings of heaven, and you are number one, so keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> she's and, and I mean, it becomes clear
2: as you watch season one that she's saving her strongest for last anyway, because um, oh, yeah. Malachite is freaking terrifying. Um, kind of an ass- like, he's oh, really yeah. not a good guy. That's one thing that really changed between the English version, like, the the 1995 version. Obviously, site became a woman. But, like, oh, he's not nice to Site in the Japanese version. No, he wow. is not. He is not. And, he, and, oh, anyway, that's a future conversation. But, oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh,
0: so, really yeah. A really a villain. So, yeah, the villains in Sailor Moon are, are like a completely other topic. And I absolutely love all of the villains in all of the seasons of Sailor Moon. There's at least one or two that I really enjoy. Um, yeah. And I always feel like, you know, your hero is based on the worth of their villains. So it's good that Sailor Moon has such uh, fantastic villains. Yeah. And, oh, Liz, I need to watch stars with you because I really want to see your reaction to Galaxia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. She's so good. Uh, so that's see, that, okay. Our, this whole podcast is just going to be the first episode. <clears throat> so that's episode one. Shall we take a snack break? Yeah. All right, Tracy, take it away. All right. So
1: these are normally like very sticky, but they kind of coat them in uh, cornstarch. I think it might be potato starch. I'm looking at the ingredient package just so that they're not so sticky. But like, so the outside's
0: not. Wow, they're squishy.
1: Yeah, they're very squishy. And, um, so it's filled with like a green bean, green tea paste. You can try to like take it apart, but it's very, very like, um, stretchy.
0: So shall we do like one, two, three and have a bite?
1: Yeah, that's (laughs) probably the best way to do it.
0: All right, guys ready? (laughs) Yep. I can see your reactions. You can't see mine because I don't have a video camera. (laughs) Ready? One, two, three. It tastes like dough. Yeah. Like Play-Doh. But sweet
2: instead of salty. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I will say. And like raisiny. In in preschool, I sat under the table and ate the Play-Doh.
0: Yes. Yes, I did. (laughs) And like raisiny on the inside.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. It's not bad. They're not like super sweet, though, I guess. No. No. I hope nobody is grossed out by chewing sounds. Yeah. Sorry if you are. This is the ASMR
1: portion of the episode.
0: Yep. <laughs>
2: mm.
0: Mm. Not bad. Not bad at all. The texture is a little interesting, but mm-hmm. yeah. It's like chewing uncooked dough with like raisins inside it. So it yeah. is like, it is like cooked, like to get it. To it that is cooked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what the consistency feels like. Mm hmm. That's, I don't hate it. That's mochi, no. everyone. Yeah. Oh, mm. well, that's been our Sailor Moon snack break. <laughs> yeah. Mochi. Green tea rice cakes. Cool.
2: Yeah, pretty good. I recommend if ever you're out, you
0: know, grocery shopping and come across and give them a try. They're very they're mild. Yeah, they're definitely not a snack that you would sit there and eat the entire box, which is good. Like, I think having one or maybe two would be enough for a snack.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because they are pretty heavy because they are rice-based. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a pretty dense kind of dessert.
0: Yeah. I mm-hmm. would buy those again, actually. Maybe not yeah. all the time. It wouldn't be on, like, my regular grocery store pickup. But every once in a while, Being would be yeah. probably nice with a cup of tea.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure.
0: Should mm-hmm. they make so great with a cup of tea. That's That's going to be my afternoon snack. It's going to be one more of these balls and a cup of tea. (laughs)
2: Sounds perfect. And very Japanese. Mm -hmm. It is very Japanese.
0: (laughs) Probably not the right kind of tea, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll jump into episode two. So episode two, as I said, was never translated by Deke in the 90s. We'll get to reasons why. So it is called Punishment Awaits. The House of Fortune is the Monster Mansion. Uh, yeah. These titles it, definitely it, lose something in translation. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they do. Cause. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it in Japanese because yeah. I do not speak Japanese and I do not want to offend more than I probably already am. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So for people who haven't seen this episode, watch it on Tubi. Um, but it's basically uh, has to do with fortune telling Um And the monster of the week, in this case, that Jedi is using to get energy for Queen Beryl, is a monster who's using, uh, it's like possessed tarot cards that she gives to people. And then it makes them act without inhibitions, it seems. It makes
2: them act without inhibitions, but I think a little bit it also makes them act, like, contrary to their character. Because, like, at least the Melvin Umino character... Yeah. I don't believe because you know the the fortune teller monster says you know do whatever this will make you do what you desire do whatever you want or something but then he goes and behaves in a way that's totally contrary to everything that has been established about him or so it's kind of like okay so is it making them do what they really want to do or is it making them maybe it is but then like pushing them over the edge into yeah. it's bringing up those kind of darker desires and then pushing like exaggerating them to extremes yeah uh,
1: hard to tell especially if this is only the second episode that you've watched, because that Umino character doesn't do any or have any of these kind of desires in any of the episodes after this.
0: They kind of introduce it in this one by making him want to ask out Usagi and him kind of being all shy and coy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we got a little bit of it in the last episode of his personality as the smart one. But like the first episode was him was, uh, Rescue it was uh, Sailor Moon rescuing Naru. This one is Sailor Moon rescuing Umino. So it's the same kind of I need to save my friends. Uh, yeah. And I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I got it wrong. Mm. Uh, this is the one. This is the plot that Usagi figures out and asks Luna for the sparkly toy, not Molly's mom. So that's because oh, I watched yes. two episodes back to back
2: at the same time. Whoops. Yeah, but yeah. I, I noticed that she also had to ask Luna to remind her what she had to say to transform.
0: And yeah, I that loved
2: was the that best. I loved that. Because it's, it's only her like, second time ever doing it. Exactly. And it's like the first time it's like, whoa, what just happened? And then, yeah, yeah I loved that. And I had no recollection of ever having seen this episode before, which yeah. I found very interesting because I've seen the original Japanese and I've seen the new dub and I've seen the uh, North American one, which obviously it wasn't a part of. And I, I, So I probably saw it when I watched it in Japanese in university, but I can't remember. And I, I don't remember seeing it in the new dubbed version, but it may have been there. But yeah, I really did not remember this episode.
1: I kind of wish I had seen this episode as a kid because when she does that shoe flip for like heads or tails, I feel oh, yeah. like that, I would have used that to make all my life decisions had I watched this
2: episode as a kid. Totally, <laughs> totally. But like the, the part where Umino flips up the teacher's skirt i was just like did that just happen
0: Yeah. like what? reasons why this episode was cut yeah and, and i totally thing, like, like i totally oh my, get and it miss haruna's it, well, her name isn't actually miss haruna is it it is in the dub her, it is haruna yeah is it yeah. um and her reaction bursts into tears falls to her knees and says now no man will want to marry me yeah yeah <laughs> which i guess ties like
2: ties forward to when she's writing the love letters and then and stuff but um <laughs> yeah, it's just
0: like, really? Really? <laughs> That's what she cares about? <laughs> it's a bit of an overreaction. But, but I think I think that Haruna's character, we saw her briefly in the first episode too, is that I think she's supposed to be like a very young teacher. So I would assume that this is probably her like first or second year teaching. Yeah. And so she, she never really has full control of the students. No, she definitely doesn't. In particular,
2: Uzagi, obviously. but uh, And she doesn't know what to do about the kids who who misbehave um or a, a student like Izagi who doesn't mean to misbehave she's just uh, always late or always hungry or always falling asleep and mm-hmm. uh she doesn't she doesn't know how to handle that and you see that in young teachers in real life too um mm-hmm. so yeah she, she looks young but there's really no age in anime <laughs> yeah exactly <There> isn't.
0: <laughs> uh so other impressions That's- about this episode anything else I can kind of I can see obviously why it was cut Um, it doesn't really do much to further the entire overall plot other than it introduces um, another more practice for Usagi as Sailor Moon and um, another opportunity for her to save a friend
1: yeah yeah, because like she really needs a lot of coaching in this episode still like as Liz Mm -hmm. mentioned can't even remember Moon Prism Power and then she has to be reminded to use her tiara as
0: mm-hmm. well.
1: So she's still learning, and I think because I think in the North American they don't just skip this one; they might skip. The, is it the next two, or do they go right into episode three?
0: They go right into they, episode three. They do episode
2: three, um, but there are a few that they skip. Yeah, they, there are a few that they they obviously recut or something.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So you so, like miss
1: on that, like she's like. Her learning curve, I guess.
2: Yeah, because when you go right into episode three, yeah, she's just that much more confident. Although she gets a new toy and promptly falls on the ground, um, in true Sailor Moon fashion. Yep. Um, But yeah, but I do get. I mean, I feel if this had been released in North America for like high schoolers or even older kids, this episode could have been included. But for the audience they were releasing it for, I, I get it. I get why they cut it
0: yeah there's a quite a few in the well not quite a few but uh, I'm just looking at the list of uh all the episodes so this one is episode two and it was cut uh episodes five and six were cut as well which we're getting to and then we don't get another cut until episode 20 Mm -hmm. so it's like they cut a couple at the beginning Mm -hmm, Um,
2: Yeah, probably also maybe they didn't think their audience would they, they may have just wanted to get Sooner to the point where she has Sailor Mercury and then Sailor Mars. Maybe it was a. We, we need to get more characters in here.
1: Yeah, yeah. we buy all their, what is it? Buy all our toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So um, the more characters there are, the more they can sell.
2: Exactly. Yes. Um, Which I did. Absolutely had all the Barbies.
0: In figures oh, yeah. And yeah. yeah. All I, I had them all and then I sold them and now I've been trying to rebuy them and they're very expensive now
2: yeah mine all got just like mine got destroyed because i played with them um so eventually i just got rid of them all but now i'm like "Mm," but then
0: i wouldn't want to take them out of the box and it's like where would i put all these things the only one i kept from when i was a kid is uh a sailor mercury so i i have my original sailor mercury and i've been going through and rebuying them as i find them if i find them for a reasonable price yeah um uh so what else happens in this episode? He oh, we like, learn about we learn we meet uh, Motoki Andrew yes. at the, ga- the game center. Mm-hmm, yes. And He's is this where friends. she hears about Sailor V, or did she hear about Sailor V in the first episode? She
1: heard about Sailor V in the first episode, but he shows her how to play the Sailor V game. Right. Yeah, um, which is Sailor
2: V fighting a like shooting a gun, which I always thought was weird because yeah. at no point do they ever have guns. Ever, yeah, which I also love. Like they have these magic powers, but at no point do they use guns, and the bad guys don't either. Like this is all just superhero magic. Like
1: I think it's because people like people see Sailor V and they just can't comprehend how she's using magic. Yeah. so they just use a gun, right? Yeah, and it's also good that they introduce Sailor V because then it gives um, Usagi an idea of what it means to be like um a, a hero right yeah. yeah and someone
2: to look up to and then obviously as the season goes on and you get closer and closer to meeting sailor venus you start to get little clues that's i mean not that it's a surprise that sailor v is sailor venus like come on but <laughs> you know you start to get little clues that they start to tie in the the venus and artemis characters so yeah but it's um, good. I, and I thought it was interesting, like, that Sailor Venus or Sailor V got her powers before Sailor Moon and was already, like, an established crime fighter. But they didn't come looking for the other sailors till later. It's kind of like, why?
0: Yeah, I always wondered about that. That's kind of like a retroactive thing, because I think originally Naoko Takeuchi, who wrote the mangas, mm-hmm. wrote Sailor V first. Oh, and so Sailor V was, fun. yeah, yeah. So the Sailor V manga is a completely separate series, but I think she wrote them first. And I think originally it was going to be, and I could be making this up. I know she wrote them first, but originally Sailor V was going to be like the main character. And then she wrote Sailor Moon and made incorporated Sailor V into it. So their histories don't completely mesh that way because of that. Interesting. Um, yeah. They actually do a pretty good job in the uh, Pretty Guardian, the live action of mm-hmm. ingraining Sailor V's uh history into the new sailor moon history which is because they make her an idol and so she's like the Mm. famous person who goes all over the place but also fights crime um which is kind of cool
2: yeah definitely
0: yeah it's like iron man (laughs) like iron man sure (laughs) Uh, so tracy you said you like motoki better than mamoru you want to talk about motoki um I don't know. I just, I don't understand,
1: like, this appeal to, like, this, like, grumpy older guy. Whereas, like, Motoki is just, like, so fun and and nice to Usagi, so. Also an older guy.
0: Yeah, (laughs) he's the the same age as as, uh, Mamoru. Yeah,
1: Yeah. also an older guy, but he's just, like, a nice, yeah, a nice guy, so. I'm always, like, yeah, I always think it's, like, really strange, and cuz i've never been into like the bad boy or like the, um, the guy with like the bad attitude or anything like that so i think that's probably why i like relate more to machoki
0: mm mm-hmm. makes sense I-
1: yes <laughs>
2: I, I may not feel the same way <laughs> When it comes to, like, TV and and movies, when it comes to real people, I'm sure (laughs) it's a different story (laughs) altogether. But, you know, it is a story. Uh,
0: Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't really feel like I cared about either of them when I was a teenager. I was more into the girl power and the the team and the friendship side of things than the the guys. Yeah. When it came to, like,
1: anime crushes, I think I was more into, like, when Gundam Wing came out, though.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) My anime crushes were more fruits basket oriented. <laughs> Did you ever read fruits basket or watch it? No. Nope. Yeah,
1: I, I watched the show, and I actually have um, the manga as well.
0: Oh, I'll have to check it out. If it's at there the is. library, Liz, read the manga. It's fantastic. There's like 23 volumes, I think.
2: Ooh, that's why I need mean, that many. Like, yeah, because sometimes I look at the manga that we have, and I'm just like, I can't. I cannot start in on a you know 200 and some volume i can't like i don't have time yeah um, exactly. because there's definitely no stopping like if it's good and you start well it's like well <laughs> so yeah,
0: exactly no, 20, 26 try, is reasonable i try not to read the ones that are that huge because i tend to buy them
2: yeah um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah so i have, I have so all I of them
2: yeah, yeah sailor moon upstairs it's on its own little shelf not like my harry potter shelf which is an entire bookshelf of just harry potter books um (laughs) which is truly extreme but my my little manga shelf of all my sailor moon
1: yeah
0: uh so yeah that's that episode anything else you want to talk about i'm just kind of reading the plot summary because i apparently have a terrible memory i think the reason oh yeah the other reason why uh, this was probably uh not included, was because uh, Umino tries to force Usagi to kiss him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching this going, ooh, this is not good, this is not yeah. good. And then, of course, right. her screaming, crying power saves the day again. Yes, it does. But um, still.
2: <laughs> and I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, it, they make it, obviously, it's very clear that this is not the way you should behaving. be mm-hmm. behaving ever. Like, everything that Umino and those other boys do while under the influence of this monster is, like, really bad. You know, they're breaking mm-hmm. windows, they're flipping skirts, they're assaulting girls. Um, they, and it's in no way suggested in the show that this is a good thing or that they're cool for doing it. Like, it's, it scares Asagi, it scares Naru.
0: It scared um, me. It, yeah, it's <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? What's I was going like, here? you guys are about to cross a line that can't easily be forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think, yeah.
1: Well, I I think it's weird at the end where, like, Usagi is telling um, Umino that everything is going to be okay, even though he did all those things. So I find that a little weird.
2: Yeah, like, there have to be consequences, right? Because nobody else knows there was a monster.
0: Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Everything is just like, oh, it's forgiven. You're fine. Everything's good. No punishments. You know, Haruna doesn't...
1: really easily forgives himself there he's just like well it can't be that bad I mean you failed your test and I'm like whoa yeah that's that's the same yeah
2: Yeah. that's the same breaking the teacher's lounge windows uh failing an English test yeah that's the same yeah um but obviously Izagi knows exactly what's happening so you know when she's kind of teasing him about it she knows exactly what's gone on so she but nobody else does so it's like This kid is still going to get suspended, right? Like, should. All of those kids should be suspended. They should, unless they can come up with some story, like they had some virus
0: that made them act crazy. Probably a coronavirus, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what's Haruna's reaction going to be the next day when she sees them all in school? Like, why are you guys here? You assaulted a teacher, you broke windows, you assaulted students, like, you should not be here. Yeah, I'm going to call your parents, (laughs) like... But. So yeah, it's like, everybody got off really consequence free for something that they didn't. Well, I mean, like they didn't have control. But at the same thing, like you said, nobody knew that. So there should have been okay. something. Like, at the very least, there should have been they could have put a note in saying like, Umino was like, Oh, I have to clean the classrooms for the next three months or something or even something like that. Just like an aside. Yeah, note. or
2: Or even just like have them arrive at school and get Umino sent out in the hall instead of Usagi, because he had been so bad, right? Like, even something little. Yeah. It's like, there is a consequence for this having happened.
1: Yeah, Uh, or even
2: if
1: they had ended the episode, because the beginning of the episode is Usagi getting in trouble and Umino going out with her. Right. But if they ended the episode with Umino out in the hallway and Usagi going out and saying, like, don't worry, things will be better, instead of having that conversation out on the street, I think that would have been a little different.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, shows so, yeah, that he has paid for the his actions.
0: Yeah, definitely reasons why you can uh, you can see why this was not included.
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think it would have been a better story had it ended with them out in the hall the way it started. Like it would have just, would have been a nice dovetail to the end.
0: Um, yeah. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to write rewrite something that happened in nineteen ninety five. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. All right. Well, any more thoughts on the first two episodes of uh, Sailor Moon? Or are we wrapping it up for this episode of Sailor Snacking?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. We are. we are. All right. Well, thank you very much for being our guest, Liz. Um, we will definitely be having you back. Um, <laughs> you know, as long as you want to, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so our next episode is going to be uh, episodes three and four, um, and we are going to have our special guest will be my friend Karina. Do you know what the snack is yet, Tracy? Uh,
1: so um, we're going to try to make Japanese soufflé pancakes, which are very difficult to make. Well, they're like pancakes that are extra fluffy.
0: Or we're so. going to eat. Or we're going to eat those cakes. Whichever yeah.
1: happens first. <laughs> but I feel like it'd be kind of fun to like talk about the experience of making a, a Japanese souffle pancake because they look pretty hard and they take a lot of time. So,
0: oh yeah. geez. <laughs> so Tracy <laughs> might be making souffle pancakes and Karina and I may be eating green cakes. Green tea cakes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give it a try.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, anybody, anything anybody wants to promote, Liz, do you have anything you want to promote to our listeners? Not right now. I don't. Okay. Awesome. Tracy, <laughs> you had anything you want to promote to our listeners? Um, I definitely want to start reading the
1: manga now because I've never read the manga. Oh, do so, it. It's really good. Yeah. Yes. I think I will promote that and see where I can find a copy. I Normally, I'd go to the local library, but that's closed. So,
2: uh, you can borrow mine. Okay. okay.
0: Sounds great. There you go. We'll do a porch uh, drop off. There you go. <laughs> Ah, uh, quarantine times Quarantine times uh, And I'm just going to promote my other podcast, True North Nerds uh, It is a general nerd podcast where myself and my husband Brent and our two friends Kevin and Ryan Just talk about the world of nerdiness And we do movie reviews when there are movies playing uh, We talk about comic books and uh, things like that So uh, this podcast will be under the True North Nerd banner um, And I may even make a website for it off of our truenorthnerds.com So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this first episode of Sailor Snacking, and uh, as I said, we will be back soon with the next episode, so thank you very much for listening. Bye! Bye, everyone! You've been listening to Sailor Snacking, a True North Nerds production. Theme music provided by purpleplanets.com.